it's just really awesome to know that this is episode 12 of season 1. I actually never even thought that I'd get to 24 episodes for this. Um, but it's fine. It, you know, somebody told me before that it doesn't matter if there's just one person listening to you. So long as there's somebody listening to you, that's already awesome. So I'm going to keep doing this so long as there are people clicking on those links. And maybe, you know, someday somebody would stumble upon this podcast and they would get what they need. But honestly, I think this will be a repeat of what we have from episode 12 of season 1. So, I would like to summarize what we've learned through the journey of the different types of love for this season. And towards the end, I really want to ask that question, where is love? Is it underneath the willow tree, like where Oliver was looking for? Is it in your heart? Are we looking for love in the wrong place at the wrong time? Is it? Hmm. My name is Lee and this is Decapitated Thoughts. Let's try to answer those questions for today. The last episode is always the hardest to record because um, I would want to be aware of the time and I want it to be good. It's episode 12 of season 2. If this isn't love of what I do, I don't know what is, honestly. And so, for me, doing season 2 was more of a self-journey as I go through the different types of love. I have learned stranger to lift certain parts of my filters and to understand what is a filter and what is a standard. I went through a bit of a metanoia and I honestly am seeing the world (laughs) with different pairs of eyes now. It's just really weird. One thing that I really understood as I went through season two is that... I am capable of loving. As you heard from Season 1, Episode 12, it was kind of emotionless. But I would still argue that love happens in the brain. It's not going to change because that's science. And we have to acknowledge that as romantic as we want to be, it's a bunch of chemicals and nerve endings that are reacting in your brain. And sometimes they can even trigger portions of the brain that are not even associated with love, like your amygdala, which would signal a fight-or-flight response whenever you would have, like, intense emotions, you know? But at the same time, I also understand that now because I look at 
things that way doesn't mean that I can't love. In fact, I am very much capable of loving. I think that was a really great breakthrough for me because I've been struggling for that with years. I have had so many people telling me that from close family to exes to people you weren't really in a relationship with and from some friends who fell off touch. But as I went through the different types of love for season two, I found out that I am capable of loving. Because love, it comes in different types. And love starts within you. Starts, it, it, it's, it's right there. So, to answer, where is love? Love can be found in so many places, and that's true. And it starts from the place where you are. You know that cliche, home is where your heart is? Because home is where love is. I don't want to... This this particular recording, I don't want to repeat it because I think this would be the best one from all the recordings that I've made. If your well is empty, how would you be able to give out something? Sometimes we have so much love within our hearts, but it's true, it's true. But sometimes we just give it all away. Why is that? Because we always think that we will always have ourselves. But that is not true because we can lose our minds. We can go crazy. We can be doing weird things all around. So we're not even sure if we're going to have ourselves all this time. So why not give the same love that you give to other people to yourself first? Treat yourself out. Give yourself a present. Make things for yourself. Make time for yourself sit down relax do nothing and just listen to your own heartbeat just breathe in and breathe out let your imagination run it doesn't matter what time it is just sit down listen to yourself and tell yourself the wonderful things that you tell other people to motivate them you deserve that because the first person that we should all love would be ourselves. It's not being selfish. Definitely, it's not narcissism. Acknowledge what you feel. Acknowledge that you're frightened. Know that you're scared. Because the moment you tell yourself that is the moment that you want to do something about it. The moment that you know that there is something going on is the moment that you want to do something about it. Rules are made by people who found things applicable to them. And it might apply to you, but not all the time. You have all the right to tweak that for yourself in order to be free. Just don't make, just make sure that you don't. 
hurt other people in the process. That's self-love. That's philautia. Best self-care ever is to be able to acknowledge how you feel, is to be able to understand yourself better than other people. And this is what being kind to yourself means. To stop and think about yourself, appreciate the wonderful things that you have done for yourself. Because that's self-love. And the only time that you can really give it away is when you already have it. Because love is inclusive, not exclusive. We all have differences with our family. We all have weird experiences with our family, immediate or second, third degree. Sometimes the worst traumas that we experience came from home. And that is something that we also need to understand and forgive. Um, I know sometimes we can't be sisters or we can't be brothers to our blood sisters and brothers. And sometimes we don't understand the love that our parents give because we don't talk to them because they don't want to communicate about what they do. It could be generational. But also understand that you are a part of them and they are a part of you. Literally, your mom would leave would leave her DNA on you and you leave your DNA on her, literally, and by science. So there would always be that unspoken bond, that bond that we can't understand between mothers and their kids. That's familial love. It's one of those types of love that would be hard to understand, but also understand that your parents love you the best way that they can. Your sisters, your brothers are also doing the same thing. Maybe they just don't know how. Maybe they just don't say it. But they are giving it to you the best way they know how. And... The best way to go through familial love is really it's it's loving with a lot of forgiveness. It's action with a lot of forgiveness. And as we grow older, our ripple of love becomes bigger as well. So it ripples to our second family and we give them such affectionate love or philia. So that's when we create bonds with other people that we call friends. Um, we call it brotherly love, sisterly love. Um, we, it's, it's a platonic kind of love, you know, like um, you know that you deeply care for them. You know that you want them to keep them safe all the time. You do things to make them happy, but it's not sexual. It's non-romantic. But you know that you're going to be there for that person forever. Sometimes, 
other love would turn into this after a very long time. Maybe because it's just really stronger and it's it's a safer kind of love, you know? Like, you know that there's somebody who's always going to be there for you. And so if you find this group of people, be happy, be grateful, and keep on being friends with them. Because they are showing you and you are showing them this type of love, which is affectionate love. And of course, how can we forget about the more romantic type of love, right? So we have your ludus, your playful love, being infatuated, being flirty with other people, trying to get their attention, but not really getting very serious. So it doesn't mean that one person doesn't want to be serious doesn't mean that he doesn't love you. The moment that they show you affection, the moment that they lure you into something that is playful love. But that can also be easily be mistaken for lust, you know? So um, be just be a little bit careful with that. I know because this is the start. This is where love actually starts or eros actually starts which would go in through different paths as you as you progress to the romantic kind of love but before we go romantic one type of love that we usually do not talk about is obsessive love which is mania so sometimes ludus can go to mania well, any kind of love can easily go to mania, which is obsessive. Yes, even familial love. Um, and even, now I figured it out, even self-love can go to obsessive love and you can call it narcissism. So yeah, sure, it still is kind, a kind of love. A kind of love that is darker. A kind of love that possesses. A kind of love that doesn't want to let go. It's protective, but it's also destructive. And anyone can go into mania in a snap of a finger or with certain events. Remember that as you go through different relationships in your life, your brain is also being shaped by these relationships and experiences. Literally, scientifically, your brain changes. So, yes, that's true. You're also not the same person as when you start loving a person. And thus, it can change to different types as you grow into loving that person. So, if you think that mania isn't a type of love, it is. It is. And if you feel like somebody's going through this path, well, you know what? Let them go they're better off alone so that they can heal and they can truly heal and find themselves again. Ludus, on the other hand, can progress or turn into Eros, which is romantic love. Three very important things. How did it start? Why would you want to go into a relationship, into a romantic relationship with a person? Is it because you are in love with love? Is it because you are infatuated, deeply infatuated and 
had placed this person on a pedestal? Or is it because you really love the person? When you're in love with love, these are expectations and fantasies about being in a relationship, not about the other person, about in a, about being in a relationship that you want to play out. And if these things, you don't, you don't get it, you get upset, and you don't like the relationship anymore. Being deeply infatuated and putting somebody on a pedestal, it's because you have seen their best foot forward and you start loving just the good things about them and you're not yet ready for the things that are not good about them. So even without the actual actions or scenes that would have played out in your head, if they just do something that you don't like, everything falls apart but do you love this person as this person like nobody in this case can actually change that person or replace that person and that you look at this person as your equal and that you understand that this person is also another person and relationship is a different care care for this person is a different one that the passion is towards the other person the care is towards the other person and not just the good things about the person but everything about the person the good the bad the weird the funny um, the scary the neurotic the mental the helplessness and the heroism that's how you look at romantic love and then later on it can progress to an enduring love which is pragma it matures over the time develops over the time um like what i said i don't want to take it as a pragmatic love where you're just there out of out of convenience, out of comfort. You're there because you understand now um, that this person is a part of your life. I'm not really a fan of two becoming one. I'm sorry. Aside from its sexual content, I'm not really a fan of that idea. I think individually, people still should shine. Individually, you should grow. And as you grow as individual, your relationship would also grow. Because you would be supporting each other. You would have each other's back. And that is enduring love. And of course, the greatest love of it all, agape, which is the selfless love. I don't know how many people would be able to get to this level of love. Honestly, I haven't experienced pragma or enduring love just yet. Romantic love, I would really say just once. I don't know how much more with agape. Maybe the more that I spend my time with Jin, maybe the more that I would understand that. Mothers would one day really understand that because... They become selfless for their kids. Same thing with dads. Uh, These are the people who would usually be able to experience agape or selfless love. 
and again it's it's so hard not to connect it to any tradition or religion as this is a divine kind of love and now that we went through all the types of love again um in the journey that we had for season two there are certain things that I really learned and I really I would I would just say this now I I would really take them to heart I learned that it's very important that it would start within me when people would tell you before that you have to love yourself it seems like a far-off concept but you really have to stop and understand to be able to know how you would be able to love yourself and believe it or not only you would know how to exactly love yourself again the greatest thing that i've learned through season two is that we are loved and we are very much capable of loving no matter what other people say we are loved and we are capable of loving it may be different types and it may be different levels different intensities but the thing is we are capable of loving i had learned to really adjust my lenses and to have less expectations in the literal sense so that meant that i started acknowledging and really defining the lines between fiction and non-fiction when it comes to these things for the longest time i have my romantic glasses on and i start to filter a lot of things i start to give out conditions as i see them on movies as i hear them in songs as i read them in books because it seems to be the norm because people are talking about it but in the end this isn't a fairy tale this is reality actual things happen either i ap- approach it practical or not and it's true imagination is my only limitation but that i still have to master on how to apply it in my life i've also started to understand that on the other side of love is a person too just like me who would have struggles whether this is in a romantic relationship whether it's family whether it's friends it doesn't matter the other side of this love is a person too well in some cases they're dolls in some cases they're plants uh, in some cases they're hobbies that you really like to do but most of the time it's another person too they have feelings they go through the same things the same emotions they breathe the same air you get a knife and you stab them they bleed or cut them they bleed that's too gory but yeah they drink water they need food just like you sometimes we just have to remove our our glasses that says or our, our thinking cap that says that they're luckier than us 
we simply do not know what's happening on their side. We're not living in their heads. Well, but they're living rent-free in our heads if we keep on thinking about them. But the thing is, we're not living there. We don't know what's going on. They can't project it to us unless they would literally say yes. So communication is the key, whether to self-love, to family love, to romantic love. Love is a series of communication, of being able to say and understand what the other person feels. And sometimes even the words that they don't say, we just have to hear. We may be different, but we both have feelings. And those feelings, they deserve to be heard and understood and acknowledged. Where is love? And are we looking for love in the wrong places at the wrong time? No. Love is within you. And it's sad to say that cliche is true. Love is everywhere. Love is everywhere. It's just that the kind of love that we want isn't the love that's available for us right now. But if we take off that lens, it's easier to understand that love is everywhere. When your mom greets you in the morning for breakfast or your dad suddenly texts you to ask how you're doing, or when you're greeted by your dog when you come home after a long day of work, Or when your sister asks you out for a cup of coffee or your brother um, asks you for a Christmas gift. Or maybe a long-lost friend suddenly shows up on your door. Or suddenly sends you a message on Messenger. Or suddenly follows you on Instagram. Or maybe your ex-boyfriend suddenly broke up with you because they suddenly realized that this is more of a friendly, brotherly, sisterly kind of love that they're feeling. It's everywhere. It's just not like in the movies that when you start feeling love, your soundtrack would start playing in the background. No. But it's everywhere. It's your plant that you're waiting to be watered. It's your Gunpla kit or Tomica racing kit that is waiting to be built. It is your favorite online game that is begging to be played. Your pencils and pens that are waiting for you to pick them up and draw or write a poem or start writing an essay. It's that work computer that's waiting for you because you've prayed for this job for a very long time and you finally have it. That's love right there. It's just not the kind of romantic love that has been playing in our mind. But it is love. It's all around you. So, well, for Oliver... 
in fairness to him, he was looking for family love more than romantic love. But sometimes the only reason that we feel there's lack of love is because we're looking for something that isn't there. So my coach told me the other day that one of the weaknesses he had was to look at the other strengths on the list and wish he had those strengths and he wanted to work up on it instead of focusing on your strengths. It's easier to build up what you're already good at and be better at it and perfect it and master it than to be looking at something that's not yet there. I think in love, that's the same thing. So, that wraps up our season two. Um, I don't know. Uh, we'll be back in 2022. We'll probably do a Christmas edition just to say hi, hello to everyone. Um, I'm looking at CastBox. So if you haven't downloaded it yet, download it. Um, I'm trying to learn it so that maybe we can do a live uh, broadcast or maybe at the green room with Anchor. I, I, do, I still don't know, but I'm thinking maybe we should go live and I will let you know about that. And of course, the recording would always be available and will be uploaded here on your favorite streaming service, whether it's um, iTunes or whether it's Google Podcast or Apple Podcast, sorry, not iTunes, Apple Podcast, or if you're listening on Spotify or on our host um, server, which is Anchor, or even on Facebook. Let me know while we wait for February 2022 of the things that you wanted to talk about. If you haven't followed me yet on Instagram, that's the easiest way to get through me. You can look for me on Instagram. That's Lilith Star. That's L-I-L-I-T-H-S-T-R. And if you want this to be a little bit traditional, you can send me an email at leenotegami at gmail.com. So that's L-I-N-O-T-E-G-A-M-I at gmail.com. Tell me, let me know what you want to talk about, stranger. I would be very, very happy to talk about it. And, you know, I've been encouraging everyone to be on one of these shows. I would really be happy to have you as a guest. Well then, thank you so much for 12 episodes. You guys are amazing. And I'll see you on the next installation for Season 3. I will let the outro do the rest for me. I'll see you. Stay safe. Bye. Hey there, stranger. Do you agree with what we have talked about today? Did you learn anything? Do you have a friend who might need this advice? Hmm. If you agree to all of those, don't miss an episode. Add us to your playlist and send this link to your friend. It was awesome having you today. 
Thank you so much for listening. My name is Lee, and this is Decapitated Thoughts.